whole nother level of stupidity. The, but nice bands on mute. That's dope. Bands on mute. Amazing. Yeah, yeah you're on mute. On For mute once, right. I didn't fuck up, y'all. Hey. Hello humans, welcome to Caesar's Busy Schedule. This is episode nine of Power <laughs> Report. And um, God damn it, look at us. We're looking really pretty, at least for the intro. Hopefully I can at least cut this part out before all the chaos begins. Um, but um, I'm hitting recording. I am even starting the backup recording right now. So that should make everything really good. And uh, yeah, I, we are here with the boys. I am really excited to get together and do this on this fine day. Uh, we have Bam. Bam here. We made a podcast, a veteran. Um, and um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what these guys are laughing about, but we've got a lot of important things to talk about today on the Power Report, and I'm very excited. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So uh, we also have, speaking of We Made It podcast, we have Sean, who really enjoys listening to We Made It podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Sean also Hello. is the host Hello, of. Humans. Sean also is a, a co-host of Audio Face. And um, lastly, speaking of We Made It podcast, we have the uh, more tolerable host of We Made It podcast, Caesar. Hey, what up? Um, yes, I'm the one that's pressed on time, and we still started four minutes after the original time. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you have to do with people of color. For, for the record, well, as far as the people who were in the Skype test, or like the Skype room, it was Bam and I first. And then you were late. And then Sean had issues. Otherwise, he would have been on time as well. So I wouldn't be the one talking. And you're the one who rescheduled last minute. So we're technically just four minutes over. Anyways, this has been excellent podcast fodder. Today, we have interesting stuff to talk about. It is climate. Um, is climate hell in America, honestly? It is really horrible. And I don't think a lot of media outlets are contextualizing everything that is going on at once. We're just like saying, oh, there's fires over here, there's hurricanes over here. But like, what's actually going happen? What's actually going on? Um, we are about six months into a pandemic where um, 200,000 people have died. Uh, almost 200,000 people have died of coronavirus. It's going to definitely be 200,000 people by the time most people are listening to this. Um, and we are going to go in on the Nobel Peace Prize so much so that we might get banned in a couple of countries. Um, and yeah, what's the next thing? Uh, that'll basically be the end of what we're talking about for now, but let's... Are there any last words before we jump in? Let's get cracking. Let's, let's jump. Let's do it. Let's waste more Caesar's time. Anyways, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there have been, in the past couple of months, there have been a real problem with... How would I put this? Climate issues in America. Climate has come to a head in the United States in a way that we have been talking about and we've been warning about since kind of the turn of the millennium with global warming, which got politically attacked. And so you had to kind of refer to climate change, which is a little more accurate, but still referring to the same thing. And it didn't, of course, start in 2000s when noted boring loser Al Gore, um, shout out Current TV, ended up getting that one movie out there. <laughs> There's also the one point where like, hey, we go from Al Gore to Al Jazeera. It's a pretty clean deal. Anyways, it has nothing to do with the movie that he put out in Inconvenient Truth. Scientists have been talking about this for decades, honestly. And so now we are feeling the effects. In addition to COVID-19 and how we're being um, 
rattled by that we're spreading the testing is up and down and not readily available and sometimes available it's a bit of a disaster but um i want to point to iowa now iowa we talked a lot about um quite a lot about this time last year because this is when the democratic primary was happening if this was an um open race the republican primary i mean the republican caucus and the democratic caucus would be happening in iowa and that's the first race and so all the candidates are really putting their ground game there but of course, once Iowa is over, there is nothing really to say about that state. Like all the political attention nationwide kind of moves away to New Hampshire, et cetera, everywhere else. But right now, um, I would say I was going to start this kind of narrative with the Iowa Midwest derecho. So I didn't even really know what a derecho was until I started like reading into this. Derecho is a Spanish word that means direction. Or sorry, it means like straight, like going in a direction. And so like, go ahead, what? Mm-mm-mm. Sorry, what? Bam. means right. means right. Oh, well, Wikipedia is really stupid. And that's what I thought too. As I was saying like, isn't it derecho? It's like, yeah, anyways. Um, so derecho is just like this type of storm that is, I'm not sure how it happens, but it's like a straight line windstorm that can be really massive. It can go over these massive like amounts of space in period of time. I'm talking like hurricane force winds from a, a straight line from the size of like Nebraska to Ohio, just happening at once. People would get about uh, optimistically 30 minutes of warning um, as to when these rains would happen. You start to be like, okay, it's like rain. It's a little bit of an... Um, Thunderstorms is kind of a bit of a problem, but unfortunately, as <laughs> it started to happen, this derecho started to take effect. Um, Bam, you seem to know a little bit about this. Do you have thoughts? Well, you know, I spent some uh, sizable amount of time in my life in the South, and um, it wasn't necessarily th- this area, but there's a lot of farmland, and you hear about such things. Um, this derecho was pretty intense. I read that there's been about $4 billion. I mean, it happened like last month, but um, I read about $4 billion worth of damage. I'm sure it's more than that. Jeez. But um, it was saying that in Iowa, 40% of the corn and soybean crops were severely damaged. And I'm vegan, and I, so I consume a lot of soy. and you guys have pets, so that means that corn is important for the cat food. Um, there's there's a lot going on when it comes to climate change. I'm not a scientist, but man, this is getting out of hand. What's the deal? Well, look at Australia too. Uh, earlier this year, where like wipe, it's just a giant firestorm that nearly wiped out all the koalas. That was just a is the start of this year of, of yeah. the the amount of weather that's been going on. Bam's that now koalas burning and shit down. Would have wiped out the herpes too. That'd been cool. Um. Uh, uh. What's funny is that like. Oh, for clarification, by the way, in Spanish, directo straight and derecho is right. Just clarification for that. We never clarified it really. But um. Yeah, I mean, Lanties. I mean, it's always been kind of a discussion for a while. But I feel like when it comes to when it comes to just like I guess like. Um, environmental politics and stuff like that. It seems like the biggest roadblock, especially in America, is like 
anything involving like pollution or like anything involving pollution because we know what pollution is tied to. Pollution is tied to like anything with refineries, oil, gas, like, and those are such a massive. Those are so those we're, we like consume that on such a massive scale in America that any move ever since the Al Gore PowerPoint movie he came out with, like, not we're not gonna make as much headway as we possibly can because we have such a big roadblock dealing with these massive companies that that sell and export and import oil on a regular basis the united states is tied into that for for many many years as we all know and different presidencies have all had focal points discussing this and you know i if 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 you were to i mean other times we think about this in times we always remember about the there was big fires right and then we look back and we're like man remember that day it was ashy and stuff like that I don't ever really remember a time where I went outside and it was a red sky for four or five days. It's really weird right Still now. Is. Like, like we talk about that one day or a couple of days. It was ash everywhere. It's like, oh, it's like raining ash. It's so weird. This is like crazy, man. This is like next level. So, you know, I, I wish I was more well versed on kind of like the know how and this stuff. But I mean, like Ben said, it doesn't take a scientist to know that things are not uh, going great. Outside in environment as well as you know and in, in health around the world as well too. Yeah, I mean all of us are in Southern California and this it's it's been ashy. There's been like the air quality is super poor. Um, you've seen all the pictures. Those aren't filters, although some of them are filters. So but, well. some of them are but, like filters on top of the orange that you have. That it's so like yeah, it's filters yeah, yeah. on. Filters. I, I feel like some of those organ ones are capped, but I'm gonna let it slide. We, we we could definitely have an interview guest about someone who um, yeah. knows about the perceptions filters of reality, are? but that's a different podcast. But Bam, what were you saying? Um, yeah, going back to kind of what Caesar was saying, like when we're talking about man-made climate change, which is controversial in this country. Um, For what reason? It, I don't know. There's so much, so much against any kind of like green. Uh, there's so much against it. So much big industries against it. In 2016, Washington tried to have a carbon tax based mm -hmm. on British Columbia's carbon tax. Yes. Um, and in British Columbia, Canada, it was like popular among <laughs> all the political spectrums. Like everybody was like, yeah, that's a good thing. Um, if these if these big industries are polluting the air and the water, they should have to pay for that um, mm -hmm. because we all we all end up suffering from that. In Washington, the uh, big business there ended up spending probably, I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars to fight against that bill, and it ended up being rejected. Um, I think Australia too. I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, I, I feel like I remember in Australia that was a big thing too. They wanted to levy a carbon tax and like Rio Tinto and like these big uh, companies fought against it super hard. Um, well, didn't they do something like similar to like in the EU a few years ago as well? I think. Where? In the European Union, did they do something similar? I mean, their their environmental stuff is a lot better than ours. But yeah. here, just like that's so much what the economy is based on, and like mm -hmm. these big chem chemical companies and like all these like big polluter companies just don't want to give an inch. They're so greedy. They're 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 so tied into um, both political parties to the extent that there's so many people that would be like, oh, I'm not going to take money from big oil. I'm not going to take money from big ag. Like that's like a big deal here. Like, oh, you got mm -hmm. principles. I'm not going to take money from these people. So if I get your systems. 
if I could really fast, I want to kind of tear into the basic kind of climate change argument. Not that it really should be an argument anymore, but um, let's just kind of dig into it. So I have this reporting from CBST News Ohio. Rebecca Koppelman has this. So the um, winds for the derecho are supposed to be around 80 to 140 miles per hour, and they could be ongoing for 40 to 50 minutes. Again, over a space that is as wide as Nebraska to parts of Ohio, like Western Ohio. Holy smokes. Um, Typically, in a normal derecho, strong winds last about 10 to 20 minutes. So this is double the time minimum, sometimes more than that. Um, the longest they'd previously seen in a derecho was about 30 minutes, which was one that happened in Missouri in 2009. Um, about peak wind gusts. Peak wind gusts are estimated to be about 110 to 140 miles per hour. Because these are like flash hurricanes, um, it's, you have to kind of wait a little while to get the perfect estimates for the wind. But... Um, the it's apparently among some of the strongest derechos in the U.S. There was one in Atkins, um, Iowa, around Benton County, that had the highest um, wind gust that was recorded at 126 miles per hour. The previous record was in 1998 in Washington, Iowa, 123 miles per hour. Um, the average like winds you'd get in this entire area would be like having one big F2 tornado if you know anything about those. So, like, it's... The, the, the point is, climate change is absolutely a factor here. It's absolutely, like, um, making things worse. Usually, a derecho occurs every... Usually, two to four years. <laughs> but it's not totally sure the research about these as far as how climate change is affecting these. But usually, derechos, like, as you know, haven't been this strong before. Um... This is something that is starting to happen in a wider amount of space, too. Um, and big picture, this is where a lot of America gets our food, like Ben mentioned earlier. So this is a big issue that, oh, wow, how come a lot of people in the media aren't talking about this? That's really interesting. But also the people who, the other story is not getting told, even in the places that are reporting about it really fast, is the political corruption that is going on, the complete failure of the people who are working on behalf of the um, people to actually, how do I really put this, to actually um, get first responders and get help for these people. Some people were without power for weeks. Some people were without cell phone service for multiple days. Um, a lot of people are still without power and water and food and basic mm -hmm. supplies. Most of the, the places where people are getting that are mutual aid by those scary socialist organizations that Tucker Carlson says are flying on planes into um, random cities to take down <laughs> statues. Like, it's oh my God. It, it's all very telling about what's going on in America. And like, we're gonna talk about a couple more climate disasters as we go on, because um, there's, there's hurricanes, and then of course there's the wildfires that we're dealing with um, locally right now. But yeah, this, this Iowa story is so fucked, right? Guys, we gotta rake the forest, man. Jesus Christ. Uh, you gotta what? <laughs> what Trump said last time when uh, LA burned down almost. If we're gonna talk about the wildfires right now, or do you want to talk about hurricanes? Um, if you have any other, uh, let's talk enough about hurricanes. Let's go into hurricanes. Um, yeah. So hurricane season is so bad that usually, um, when a hurricane season starts, they set out a bunch of different names. Usually, twenty-one to twenty-five of possible hurricanes you should you could have. 
And I remember like some of the really worst storms that you would have also around the August, September time, be, you know, Hurricane Andrew, Hurricane mm-hmm. Katrina, Hurricane Irina, all those different <clears throat> ones. They, um, Hurricane Irma. Yeah. They usually, you know, sometimes they're A's like we had, and sometimes they're like I and K. They usually don't get very much lower than that. But we're in what's considered to be the peak of the season for what is like uh, hurricanes and what's happening. And we are 17 names in to this year's 21 name list. <laughs> oh. So, um. Are you get Hurricane Xylophone? We have. <laughs> Um, Hurricane Xavier. That'd be dope. <laughs> oh, of course they named that. The, of course the category, Zeus. the category five would get the black name. Of course, of course they have they do. Um, <laughs> but it seems like there's Sally, Teddy, Vicky, and Wilfred remaining because those are obviously the names. Afterwards, Wilfred. afterwards, if you're wondering what's going to happen, um, if slash when, even if it doesn't happen this year, if it happens in the future, if we have another um, hurricane season that is this bad, then um, I don't know. What are they going to do? Oh, actually, I do know what they're going to do. They're going to go to the Greek alphabet to go to Greek names. So you're actually kind of close. We are going to get Zeus. If we get... Okay, man, I'm, I'm considering it. There better be a wild name either. I'm not a super long one. Hurricane, <laughs> Hurricane Legend of Zelda. <laughs> no, I don't want to see no Hurricane Atentacumpa or whatever. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> um... You know, as a multiple as a multiple hurricane survivor, Hawaii. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to brag much. You know, I mean, multiple dodged seven hurricanes in two seasons in Hawaii. Um, I would say that it is. It, I was kind of thinking about the other day. I was like reading a report. They're talking about like hurricanes have been like increasing to like a some certain percentage every year, and it all kind of ties into me that like people that deny that any kind of climate change is an issue and like like climate change isn't real, which is I literally like like you guys said. Literally, how are you on this? How, how? That's like denying that there's gravity, but people do that too. Um, so apparently, uh, my thing is like, okay, if things are steadily, if things are pointing towards, like, are changing and and at the at a not normal rate, if things are altering, if you have a car and every day you turn it on, but every day it's taking a little longer to start it up, wouldn't you think there's an issue coming? You should kind of assess that with Earth too. Hmm. We, we we usually get to around I or whatever with these initials. We're gonna start reaching a hurricane, you know, Wilfred and 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 Hurricane Yancey. It's gonna start getting rough. Like, wh- where's the point? I feel like, and I I used to think to myself like, oh, you know, I think it takes like, yeah, sadly, like it takes like some kind of like mass destruction for like Americans to feel like change needs to happen. But sometimes I even feel like now that the the culture is today, there's so much deny, so many deniers out I mean, there that I don't even think. Mass destruction would even do that. I feel like people would still be like, "Oh, well, I don't, I don't know," and I heard it's not that bad. And uh, well, look like, at COVID. COVID is the same exact thing. People are like, "Oh, it's not that bad." Meanwhile, you have hundreds of thousands of people dead. They're like, "Oh yeah, well, uh, you know, it's just. I mean, if you do the percentages, you know, it's only one hundred eight thousand people. There's three hundred million people in the country." I'm like, okay, but you know, did you really want to lose those lives? Is that what it is? It's all good. I don't get it. Like y'all, boy Herman Cain died from COVID, so come on well, now. Well, going back to the hurricanes, like we saw, I think it was Barbados last year, just completely destroyed. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, I guess it would take an. I mean, I don't know, like what would have to happen to like reverse the the trajectory of these horrible hurricanes. Like that would take a lot, I'm sure, but. Just to get on that track, like maybe it would take, and I, 
I don't want this to happen necessarily, but maybe it would take like a Miami to just be, mm-hmm. be completely hit. Like in a way, like obviously Miami gets hurricanes every year, but like it survives and it's like whatever. But if there was like something really catastrophic happened there, like yeah. maybe that would change something as far as policy. But but I doubt it. And I hate to interject, but it's like the thing to me, I'm like, OK, like it's not like hurricanes are coming out of the ground. They're not coming out of like uh, 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 volcanoes. You know, they're 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 there's it's an it's it's a mass that's producing in the sky. If we have an increased amount of pollution, which is supposed to not really be happening because we have this whole. Uh, we had this whole change going on. We're coming out with more hybrid vehicles, electric vehicles. These things are coming, but yet air air quality is not any much better. We still have air up a lot of pollution issues. So that tells me there's a lot of still refineries and a lot of things that we need to fix this fix here too. If that's increasing and you're putting that into the air, and then more hurricanes are amassing, I'm not a scientist or a meteorologist or whatever, and uh, I don't know what they're called, but it just seems like those things would be tied together. And if you were to make changes towards that, would it hurt? Because if you were to make change to like reduce that and all of a sudden the sky is clear and things are better, like think about it. When 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 the first lockdown happened, I believe it was in March, March to like April, they were talking about like Los Angeles has some of its best air quality since like 1943 or something like that. Some crazy number that air quality was so much better when people were forced to be in that lockdown at home because less cars with that emission have all these emission issues were on the road. I mean, that's something in itself. And that was just a lockdown for like three weeks. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Well, your president said we could nuke the hurricane. <laughs> Never my forget that. Which one? <laughs> Sorry, both of both. Them. I got two, homie. Which one are you trying to attack? Let's first? let's let, let's head a little bit close to home, shall we? Um, the Pacific wildfires. We have the ones in Oregon, which I mean, like to be real, we have a wildfire season, anyways. Like that's obviously very clear. Not we know yet. about this. That's like, what we do. Grass grows, sun shines, birds fly, um, people in Orange County drive terribly and get a lot of plastic added to their bodies. Uh, people in Los Angeles are freaking out because they can no longer get their avocado toast, their like, weed dispensary-infused uh, restaurants. Um, mm. But, you, you know, fire season is just one of those things that is part of California's like life and values. Like, we just like kind of understand it. And in fact, it's so kind of common and known that the original Californians, the uh, native peoples and the native tribes that were here, often did controlled burnings to make sure that the wildfires like didn't get out of control, to make sure that like the um, soil underneath was fresh and clear so that things would be able to grow and the soil would be healthy instead of like the soil being unhealthy, plants dying, and a bunch of brush just waiting there, waiting to for like sparks to completely spark a wildfire and get there. But nevertheless, you have these really bad conditions. Whatever you say about the big disasters, um, you de- can definitely say we have work- record-breaking temperatures. Los Angeles, I believe one part of like um, central East Los Angeles hit like 114 or 119 this week. Like, I don't know what, that's a thing. That's like, there used to be Death Valley number. And that's like in a very urban part of Los Angeles. But you have this one in Oregon, it seems to be arson related, um, and that grew into a really large thing that's tearing through a lot of parts of Oregon. Northern California, I remember in college, where like, we had to end up canceling classes. It was a struggle because all my professors were hard asses, and so they wanted to actually have us walk through smoke that would kill us in order to take their fucking midterms. But like, 
I remember the smoke being in the air and that being really terrible. But that is turning the sky fucking orange now. It wasn't even that bad. It was dusty before. It's not orange back then, but it's orange right now. Um, so that's like ravaging the middle of Northern California. And then Southern California, we get a fire because of a gender reveal party. Gender is something that is completely made up arbitrarily based on whatever culture you happen to grow on in this weird little round planet we have. Round, flat, whatever you want to call it. And um, it turns out someone's <laughs> arbitrary little party, which probably was like not even a qualified social like COVID gathering, um, was still able to happen and occur. And they were able to do the stupid thing. And this wildfire that has started that has caused my asthma to react for the first time in like four years is because of some goddamn gender reveal party because the pyrotechnics went off. I'm out. Well, there's also more fires too, not just in San Bernardino. There's more around by Pasadena as well. Yeah, that are yeah. natural. In that area that hit 121, shout out Woodland Hills. You know, uh, went to Pierce College when I was a kid. The my Valley. Uh, shout out yep. Woodland Hills, San Fernando. But yeah, I mean, grandparents are there. Yeah, it, it, it ties in pretty crazy. And and what when and and kind of what I was telling you, what I was saying earlier. It's like when do when when does when does an effort towards this, like, or looking into what's going on happen? Uh, do you think, do you guys think that because of like coronavirus and everything, like it's become like a, a tiered issue? It seems like America or, or what's going on in America is things that like have order of importance. You know, you have like the violence with the, with the police officers, you have coronavirus, you have national disasters. Do you think are things being addressed all at once? Or do you think like they're going to focus, there's there different focal points? Like, what do you guys, how you guys think that's going to ha- be handled? Uh, well, we gotta fight these fires. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes, yeah, we do. And 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 if you all stopped eating meat, we'd have more water to fight the fires. We, Absolutely. And also, that's the one, and that's the biggest thing to climate change is meat. Um, also, I want to say, Dan, uh, like the controlled fires, like a lot of times they would do controlled fires for like forests. This yep. is a lot different than like brush fires. Like we're dealing with like brush fires that like just are wild they just like spread super crazy but like a forest fire is a little bit different but um yeah this i, and I thought also, it was in the san bernardino forest though uh, it's right outside i mean like well, these fires know. are happening in forest they're happening in brush like i maybe i wasn't exactly sure about like yeah. what they would use it but the point is like a certain amount of fire is healthy for the soil in order to keep it yeah. healthy yeah, yeah, yeah whether it's brush or whatever that sparks from the burning fire, keeps the fire from burning because we have some redwoods actually that are in central California around the Santa Cruz area where like those parks have been there for like all of California's history before people were really there. Some of those streets are gone forever because of the fires that have happened this year. Um, so oh, that's great. Caesar, to get to your question of like um, what is going to happen here and what like government officials are doing. Uh, ben, did you have a point that you want to make or what? No, no, no. Well, didn't, so one thing I thought was interesting is that did Newsom do um, let prisoners become firefighters or something like that, or people along, along that along that lines to help fight fires? I think that was one thing I was reading up on. I don't know exactly, but well, bam. they have they have the prisoners being firefighting slaves. Well, yeah, for a long time. For, for, for a long time. Um, Still, I guess do. just <laughs> recently he there was a bill that he signed that's gonna it, because they weren't able to become firefighters after. They got out of prison, so he's signing something. They can like since they had all this training, they can become firefighters after they get out of prison, um, unless they have like a mm. violent crime or a sexual crime. Um, so that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But 
I do think at the same time, if they're going to be fighting fires, they should be getting more than like 75 cents a day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Amy could be um, compensated for it. Also, also, I remember when I was looking at the port, I really hated that picture he took. It was like the most annoying thing ever. He like went in the middle of the woods where oh, it's all being yeah. burnt, like signed the bill there. I'm like, oh, my guy, like, this uh, doesn't even be a moment for you. Cross his legs at a picnic table. And you might as well the have bill. the firefighters working in the background too while you're signing this bill in your comfortable clothes. Like, damn, geez, Newsom, please stop. I mean, the yeah. thing with Gavin, but, the thing with Gavin Newsom, if I could just go in really quickly, is that like, <laughs> um, if I just clip him real quick. <laughs> first of all, if I can get some pot shots in really quickly, um, the first thing everyone should know about Gavin Newsom is that he slept with his best friend's wife. This is a real yeah, true fact. The, Absolutely, Dan, totally know about it. Fact of all, um, so what? Gavin Newsom. So what? I, I I don't think that's a terrible thing. I just JFK think JFK got his dick sucked in the White House all the time. And so I don't think these cares? things are ethical, like terrible things. But like, I think you should know the full aspect of a person's character. Also, if it's someone's best friend, it's a little interesting. Um, I'm di- slipping into dicey territory here, so let me move on. So the thing <laughs> I other would also want to mention <laughs> is that while while Gavin Newsom is doing this one like sort of liberal faux pas side thing of way of doing things he's also yeah he's also signing legislation or like signing bills or giving out permits is what i mean to say he's not he's a um, governor so he doesn't like sign legislation he signs bills into law but Mm -hmm. um he also has the ability to uh issue permits and he's been doing that for fracking um outlets so if we're talking about clean energy if we're talking about a better environment we're talking about making sure we have yeah, we're talking not. about having, um, making sure we get like the temperatures under control or at least like mitigated. So this is the um, like worst it gets. That's the other thing I have to tell you, Caesar, is that like the the outlook is so bleak that I don't think enough people realize that we right now are living in the days we will fondly remember as far as the climate goes. Like we are going to go in 2024 at this rate because no one's doing anything, regardless of who's president. Even if there's like a massive like. Green New Deal type thing that, you know, well-known Marxist Joe Biden actually gets through um, a deadlocked Senate and a House that probably won't let that happen um, or water it down while it gets there. In four years, all of this is going to be worse. The hurricanes are going to be worse. The derechos are going to be more frequent. The wildfires are going to reach further into parts of civilization that, yeah, sure, we probably shouldn't have been building on in the first place, but that doesn't disrupt from the fact that these are times where people are already facing economic struggles and they're losing their livelihoods already but this climate crisis is there was a point in the 2000s or whatever where we were starting to get awareness of oh no the temperatures would rise that could lead to some bad things and then the 2010s were like oh no the temperatures are rising some bad things are happening we're starting to break some records and now we've just become numb to saying oh no we're breaking records every single year every year is worse (laughs) than the last like it's this kind of like stockholm syndrome with those in power and us with the fact that we aren't in the streets right now like angry at the fact that they are destroying this isn't barely even political this is literally our planet and i yeah i I don't know what else to say about that these are fucking monsters yeah Yeah. sadly it is political because there's people in high office that just do not care and like and actually are down they're like yeah sure like whatever I'm not gonna die. They they will, you know. Like that's how they see it. You know, there's a lot of evil people in these uh, positions. Yeah, and, and it's crazy because I, I think like for a, most of us here who are who've been Long Beach for a lot of our lives, I remember 
the thing I used to think about, talk about was like, I mean, everywhere else would hit 100 and like Long Beach would be 92, 93, you know, and that'd still be really mm-hmm. hot here. But I was just thinking that day we had that heat wave in the weekend. I was like, that's crazy. It's 103 out here. That's like insane. Like you would never really see triple digits ever, like ever. That's crazy numbers to see. And, you know, uh, um, but and I, I, like I agree with Bam, it's definitely a political issue. I mean, the 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 every time you see any kind of green deal or any kind of discussion on the green deal, like it's 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 shot down and it's destroyed. And everybody's like making fun of it on on the right. But the thing that's weird to me, I'm like, okay, but what's your counter? What's your counter to it? Because if this deal that AOC everybody's is coming up is so is so garbage, then what are you what are you coming up with? Because I'm kind of sick of 106 summers here. And 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 because you know what people are doing when when those heat waves happen, they don't say, "Hey guys, stay home, blast that AC and relax." Let me tell you, stay home and in between three and eight p.m. Make sure you turn your AC to seventy eight degrees. They make you, they tell you to stay home, then they tell you to up your degree temperature. And let me tell you something: I break that rule every time. <laughs> so, so you know, go uh, come find me. Um, yeah. So it's like there's no counter to it, and that's what's infuriating of all of it. It's like, oh, you have so much. You can dig on to rip it apart, but you're not bringing nothing to the table yourself. Uh, there's one last point I'll make. It's like what on that point of like what people can actually do. Like there are these announcements that go out there that are like, oh, remember to um, conserve power. Make sure you are like unplugging things and stuff like that. Make sure that you are like, and there are, there are these valid things you do. People should do these things and people should also t- it, like undo their meat intake and like all these other things we can actually do. But the time is okay, over. Yeah, sure. The time is over. Like, listen, <laughs> the time is over for all of these politicians to get off scot free with fucking flex alerts. The time is over for them to say, like, yo, the pitchforks and torches are coming out because before our houses burn, we're, we're gonna have some conversations. All right, I'll leave it at that. Okay, like, yeah, they, they, like we there's now like the action of like people on the ground to put pressure on the politicians who don't believe in climate change, put pressure on the politicians like Nancy Pelosi, who said green dream or whatever. Um, and like contrast that to the wildfires that are happening right now. Um, so this is the time for people to get angry at politicians and not just get bothered with um, little statements and things like that. And I don't care, Bam, that you're going to say that I need to run for office. Caesar gets the last point and then we'll go and move on. <laughs> and, and last point on this, it's going off of what you said. You know, I can agree in a sense that, you know, we're in 2024, you know, obviously, let's say we were to start now, let's say the Green Deal passed today, 2024, we're going to look back and be like, oh, man, like it's, it's it was better then. I mean, sure. But I, I can also see a part where we're going to notice things and be like, oh, you know, actually, that didn't get better or that didn't improve. Because no matter what, if you make any kind of step towards change, something happens. There's a result towards it. There's always a result. You're not going to get punished for change. So it's like I think we should look at it as if like, well, regardless, you know, something good will come out of it. Maybe we'll still have 105 on a Sunday. But, you know, maybe when we go to when you're driving, driving up to the 101, there won't be this massive orange cloud at 3 p.m. over L.A. But like, oh, that's kind of crazy. Like I remember when that used to be an orange smog over there. So, you know, th- there'll be something that'll be something towards it. I think it's important to focus that we need to focus towards making these steps towards as long as it's little. It's something we need to make some kind of progress. We don't need clean we don't need Dan. We need, we need Caesar. Dan, you're tired. We need Caesar to run. Well, I can only can go, go so far, though. The, Dan can go farther up than me, though. The, the problem, too, with a lot of the framing the Green New Deal with, at least for the centrist Democrats, is they never say what exactly is in it. They never say, like, oh, climate change is this and that. And then they never say to go into renewables, like with the jobs and stuff. So that's a big problem within 
the um, centrist Democrats that they never talk about. Um, so that's a big thing with Republicans and stuff in the Midwest and in the Rust Belt that they need to have jobs. I'm like, well, you can do it if you to go into an actual bill that does into clean renewable energy instead of coal. And I think a lot of people would love to get out of coal mines because fuck that shit and yeah, do man. something that's a lot better for the environment and their health in general, and they could still get good money from it too. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this word on here. So Dan, if uh, if I'm not allowed, you can just delete it or you can leave it, edit it. But on another level, Whitey came here to this land to take everything. Oh well, yeah, they did. They they came to this joint right here to get every single drop out of it. And that mentality has not changed. And I'm not talking about like everyday, like people around you, like your neighbors and stuff. Like the, the establishment, they came here to suck it dry. And to just anybody in the way, you gotta go, including all the Buffalo. So yeah. like that, that like culture of like pillage of this land, like that has to change. Uh, like from, I don't want to say top down or top, or bottom up, but like it has to change in general. Um, I think that's a good point that you mentioned about Trump being the worst president ever, Caesar, in that like past little bit that we did there, because um, the Woodward tapes kind of came out. Uh, Bob Woodward, shout out to your mans, uh, popping out hits since 1966. And um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, portions of his book came out. Um, and portions of his books are portions of the book are coming out. And I love that uh, Caesar's face. I mean, your bands, your faces and stuff like that. But portions of the book has come out to kind of demonstrate Trump. Per deliberately hiding the time at which he knew about COVID, um, what the details were about COVID, and ultimately what some of the consequences would be from the American public in order to cover his ass. So currently, just the whole context you should have to this is that 200,000 people died. Um, or like I, I'm saying this early right now, but I'm knowing um, that most people are gonna listen to this a couple of days, couple of maybe a week or so after I post it, and so this number is gonna be a fact. Two hundred thousand people have died. More are going to die. The flu season has not even happened yet. They're going to try to hide um, the flu numbers with the COVID numbers, just tried, like they tried to hide the COVID numbers with the pre-existing con condition numbers. And they said the Democrats were about death panels. Um, but I think some of the horrible <laughs> quotes, I think some of the worst quotes from this um, were that, um, let me get these up right now. He says, uh, COVID uh, goes through the air. By the way, this is on 7th of February. We didn't have lockdowns or anything like that until March. And of course, we could have known about this um, as early as December or January, January. But there's worldwide issues that we can get into with that. There is some issues with China we can't get into with that as well. Trump says... It goes through air, Bob. That's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch, you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air, and that's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your 
you know, your even your strenuous flus. But he said that the virus would be very much under control, and he publicly implied that the flu would be more dangerous than COVID-19, which is a vibe, for sure. Um, again, a lot of people... That would have been nice. Yeah, uh, that would have been preferable. This, he Even in those quotes, he was like, yeah, it's more deadly than the flu. It's like 5%, whereas the flu is like 1%. And like literally got in front of people and said it's not more deadlier than the flu. Like, I, I don't know. Has he responded about this yet or no? Yeah, um, he did another round of those like softball interviews on his favorite media outlets, saying that, oh, I didn't want to worry the people. And this might even happen at like one of the press briefings, honestly. But he was basically saying that like I didn't want to worry the public, I didn't want to cause a panic, it wasn't gonna be that bad. It's like he he Again, there's always this parallel with Trump where he is running as someone who is always under threat and he is always under siege from all these threats that are attacking him. But he's a very strong person and no one can beat him. And he is always going to be the best. Um, he COVID was a crazy thing and it was a one off and no one could have predicted it coming. And everything was great beforehand with the economy, with society, with racial justice, with all these different things that were coming to a head. Um, at the same time, mm. all of these things are an attack on Donald Trump. All these an attack, all these things are an attack on Donald Trump, who's keeping everything perfectly sound in society. So it's this double thing that you have to have in order to be a Republican at this point and watch this president do what he does. But the thing is that we've had moments that are equally as bad. Like there were books that came out that were like all the liberal media were like shooting rope across the like entire room when they like tell all books came out with like fire and fury donald trump did this in the white house he was calling the russians and Mueller and all this stuff and donald trump just kind of powered through it there were multiple investigations there were like impeachment hearings about two different kind of cases and trump just kind of powered through it because ultimately his base and what trickles down from the people in power and what trickles down from the Republican um, elected people in power is that we are going to give Trump a pass because he is our vessel for getting our um, super hyper-capitalist ideology in the woodwork and ingraining it into society. Uh, you want know, to know what another one of Donald Trump's responses was to all this? Um, just to wrap up, one of his responses was to say that, oh, Ted Cruz might be a Supreme Court nominee. Like, if he gets elected to another term, he's distracting with something kind of crazy that his base will take as red meat. But like, that's also should be kind of a reminder that of the importance of like sucking it up and working to get Joe Biden elected, electing as far left people progressive you can down ballot. And yeah, just fighting and continuing the fight because this is a complete battle now for an American society for those who understand and those who don't. I mean, Nixon would be proud. <laughs> Definitely. Um, maybe a little jealous. Um, I mean, the, 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 the interesting thing is, like, I mean, he already started snitching on himself in that Axios interview he did on HBO, like, when he was oh, talking yeah. about how it's whatever that 100, at the time, it was like 150, 100, 150K Americans died. He kind of said it's whatever or whatever. Like, he kind of brushed off 150K Americans dying. I thought that this was like Mr. America. <laughs> I thought he's making America great. Is it what is it, like sponging 150K bodies? Is that how, is that how the process is? Like he already did that. The the when he brought up the the what was it? I think January twenty fourth, twenty fifth dates about like them finding out about having COVID reports from directly from China and all that. 
Back then, it became a, it was talked about democratic hoax and it was fake and it's not real. Then we transitioned to, to going to the air. Then he wanted to start drinking Lysol bottles from from opening the cap and swigging them down. And then now, it, then then it became oh, the, we're testing better than any country. Now we're and then we're testing too fast and we're testing too many. That's why the numbers are going up. Like this is. Without a doubt, anybody, even if even if I was a, a Republican and I, I voted Trump in, I can't look at that and be like, well, damn, he did a great job. You can't do that, dude. That is the biggest like flop of the probably one of the biggest flops because we got to see it on social media and TV over the course of what, nine months in like American history. You're like watching this debacle. And this flip-flopping, normally anybody in the past would say one thing, even like Obama's campaign, one thing, another. They're dropping clips and they're, they're uh, ethering him about something on a counterpoint. This man has made like nine different, ten different arguments on something he has a whole cabinet of people and a whole staff and organizations working on since January. You can't have that. That's not what a leadership role. A leader's not someone that comes and gives you wild points and deflects you with other wild points to move on from the subject. That's not what a leader does, and he's in a position of leadership. So let's stop capping about that in general. No more idiots in charge. Mm, that's not going to stop. But, you know, at least, damn, not that level. That's too much for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I just think that it's something where, where like, you know, we talk about some presidents that just – you know, historically, just oof. I mean, from well, Bush to everybody Bush, else, but this is next, this is next level, dude. This is next level, and because the t- the time frame of what's everything happened, especially COVID, it's it's unreal. Yeah, and and you know the trickle effect of of Trump and president places like Brazil having the president. It's like it's not like any other place has an example of where it's working, but here it's bad. Over there, it's bad too. This 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 showmanship uh, type of presidency is it's just garbage. It's hot garbage. Damn you, good. Am I am, am I here? Okay. Yeah. I, I wanted to say that Donald Trump is a result of decades of unchecked white privilege. He knows that he can get on the TV or whatever and say whatever the hell he wants. He knows he can do that because it, it, what also came out in those uh, Bob Woodward uh, tapes when they're talking about racism, tr- there's like one part where Trump saying like, yeah, yeah, I think there is a thing like systematic racism or whatever. But there's another part where Bob Woodward Wood is asking like, well, do you feel like a responsibility to like understand? He's like, no. We're white, uh, privileged, who uh, my father was a lawyer and a judge in Illinois, and we know uh, what your dad did. And uh, uh, do you have any sense that that privilege has isolated and put you in a cave to a certain extent is it put me and I think lots of white privileged people in a cave and that we have to work our way out of it to understand uh, the anger and the pain particularly black people feel in this country. Do you no, you you really drank the Kool Aid, didn't you? Just listen to you. Wow. No, I don't feel that at all. <laughs> like he's like he's like telling the like Bob Woodward's like talking about it like you know we're like white privileged men blah 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 and Trump is like wow you really drank the Kool Aid, didn't you? He was like he's like you don't feel a responsibility. He's like no, like Donald Trump knows that his position he can do and say whatever he wants. And also, he's aware that he's coming on the heels of a black president. He's mm. aware of that. 
who he questioned his citizenship for the years. Like for us, sensible, not mental slaves, <laughs> we can we can like listen to what he's saying and be like, this is ridiculous. But if you're like a mental slave or you're racist and just don't care, you're just gonna be like, that's not important. Or whatever he says, like, yeah, whatever daddy told me, I'm, I'm that's what that's what we're doing. <laughs> Daddy Warbucks. And oh, and going back to what something Dan said, like, yeah, there is this, like, the right-wing ideology is based on pretending to be the strong man while playing the victim. And that's like that that's not just like an ideology. That's how somebody like their personality can be. Like just just craving um power and just you know, so narcissistic and insecure, like you can just never be wrong. So for him, it's like, yeah. They're all against me, but like I'm the strongest person in the room. Oh, when when something doesn't go right, it's their fault. When something goes right, it's 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 because of me. Or, or it, it's, it's just not, immature it's, baby. It's not fake news. Yeah, it's immature baby bullshit. And like, if somebody can't see through that, like you're a slave, or you're just like you just we don't need to be including you in these conversations. Sean, last word. <laughs> There are no words because it's just it's un it's un at this point it's unbelievable that he has so many sycophantic um, followers and stuff and that these people are completely blinded by their mistrust their, their trust of him and stuff. I don't even know what it is at this point. Basically, it's it's bad. That's it. I don't want to go on an hour long tangent of it. And now to Power Report's favorite segment, World Peace. Um, so today we found out that the King of Israel, two-time Nobel nominee, moist, wet, uh, tight, ready-to-fight millionaire, Donald J. Trump, uh, has been nominated for not one, not two, actually, yes, two, maybe more. We don't know how that'll happen because um, this is a dumbass society. But two Nobel Prizes. Um, so what the hell? What is this about? Basically... Members of the Swedish Parliament, I think, have the ability to just like nominate people for the Nobel Prize, and so the far right in um, that parliament has been kind of going ham with these different things. The first thing um, was a nomination from member of the par Norwegian Parliament. Um, there's a number of different countries, so the Norwegian Parliament member Christian Tybring Jed nominated Donald Trump for the Nobel Prize for his role in brokering relations between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. This was trotted out as a peace deal between Israel and Palestine because <laughs> um, like right-wing marketing is one of the most incredible forces in American capitalism, like is like relentless, truly. But this is totally a PR stunt. If anything, this is just going to strengthen um, military and economic relations for the most powerful in both countries. United Arab Emirates and um, Israel. So um, again, good for the war machine. But again, that would be really crazy enough if um, Donald Trump got no nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. For the record, I think it's ridiculous that Obama got nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, but yep. more on that later. Donald Trump got nominated for a second one because of that member of Swedish parliament, like I mentioned earlier, um, for brokering the deal between the government of Kosovo and Serbia. Um, again, it's for peace and economic development, as it's always called. What's going to be is more of the relentless extraction between um, 
smaller countries that are looking for more money on the world stage and mostly those oligarchs who want to maintain most of that money from the world stage and take that money from the workers, the regular people who have everyday lives that are more relatable to you and me and those who are on the show and those who are listening to this podcast, taking their work and profiting off of that while they suffer and sharing that with America and continuing the game and keeping that going. Um, that to these Christian, uh, not Christian necessarily, but most likely, um, that to these conservative far right wing um, leaders all across the world is a show of like international solidarity in the far right that they are ready to buckle over people of color and people that are workers for profit and give fucking awards for I got a lot to say about these two issues. I got a lot. Um, I'll start with the UAE situation uh, with Israel. I remember when it dropped, I'm like, this is silly. Like the UAE and Israel are, they've, they've never had a war. Like they, they don't mm-hmm. order each other. There's no like ill will other than I'm sure just like rhetoric on the street. But also they're basically allies against Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that they've done business behind closed doors to some degree, but this is like basically saying like, okay, we can kind of do it more uh, in, in open and like share technology, military equipment, whatever. But I'm sure that they're still not going to do much business like in open for real, for real. Like I doubt Netanyahu's going to go to Dubai. Like I doubt that. Um, But he did go to Chad not that long ago. Um, But as far as like this having any like doing anything to help the situation for Palestinians, absolutely not. There was bombings before, during, and after this was signed, and like the UAE could give a shit about what's going on with Palestinians. <laughs> like they could care less. They got full certified one hundred percent slaves right there in the UAE. Like it's like thousand percent slavery is not even the, just the camels. It's like people. Um. But the Kosovo and Serbia deal, that one literally had me dying. I don't know if you guys saw the video of <laughs> the Serbia president, prime minister, whatever. When he's sitting at that little desk and Trump is saying, yeah, you know, uh, Serbia agreed to move their embassy to Jerusalem. And the dude literally is like, this is like what? This month. Its embassy to Jerusalem in July. That's fantastic. That's a big thing. That's a very big statement. And we appreciate that very much. It's taken tremendous bravery by the president of Serbia and the president of Kosovo, who are with me today, two highly respected people. And like starts looking at some paper. Screw yeah. <laughs> the mad scramble of paper was the best part. Was like, <laughs> like that was the best thing ever, dude. Like I love that. So I've like rewatched it so many times. This dude was like, Wait, what? Like <laughs> <laughs> someone got like an instant notification of whoa. Like, oh man. It's almost like one of those moments where someone springs something up on you as though it's always existed. It's literally one of those moments. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't think like, like uh, Serbia is like a big ally with Russia and like Russia is not like antagonistic to Israel, but it's always like plays this little bit of a game. Like they play a little bit of a game with Israel. Like they're not like all the way in there, but like, it's funny. 
Um, but the but between Kosovo and in Serbia itself, Kosovo is is like barely a real country. It's a creation of America in the nineties. Um, but there were other things that had to do with this peace deal that were very interesting. Uh, so-called peace deal, I'll say that. One of the uh, sticking points was both nations have to recognize Hezbollah in, in, in its entirety as a terrorist group. And something for the conservatives here, something for you evangelicals. Very interesting. Um, both countries have to be dedicated to helping to fight, to helping to decriminalize homosexuality in the 69 countries where it's still illegal. Ooh. Yes. So Kosovo and Serbia mm -hmm. have to help, have to pledge to help the decriminalization of homosexuality in the 69 countries where it remains illegal. That's uh, did he scramble for that too on a paper? He's like, yeah, no, what? they didn't. He, he, Trump didn't. Trump didn't mention that part. But that's in the that's in the 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 wording. Holy that's shit! Crazy. Yeah. They're not gonna live up to that joint. Well, I, I don't think so. But but it's just interesting that that's yeah. in there. But it matches. Yeah, they signed like, it. It matches up with like what American history has done in going into um, countries in Africa, where like they bring an evangelical front to where it's like, oh hey, we will give you all this like aid and help with some stipulations, which also allow our missionaries to go in and make sure that there are all these really evangelical um, people of note who can make some like political um, hay in society only to have them say, uh, watch out for the gay people because if you uh, even touch one or talk to one, you have to understand that they eat the poo poo. And so you will never be able to even speak to them. Like it's, it, they, they, all these people are tied to the United States. It's tied to this like hyper conservative agenda. But, but what this is saying that Kosovo and Serbia have to help the decriminalization of homosexuality. Oh, that, that's why I thought it, I heard, but like that's really interesting. Yeah, that's like, exactly. Yeah. Which is that's and they, but they didn't say that at all. The noble um, what, what part, which is so this is so that's why I said for the conservatives and the evangelicals who think yeah. that Trump is God or whatever. This is saying Kosovo and Serbia. Look it up right now. Like you can. Go I mean, like I, I'm understanding now, but like that's definitely going to piss off the conservatives on the other side because you know, like that that's that's very that's a very interesting point. Well, but I, I really yeah. want to get to if we can, Bam. If we have any information about the people who like nominated Donald Trump for this positions, <laughs> because like well, what what the hell is going on? I, I like when you said that. I'm like okay. Like I'm thinking like these guys are like noteworthy like when i was like trying yeah. to look them up nothing comes up about these people and then i'm like yeah like it's norway and sweden po parliamentarians like they're not important like so i don't know what they're nominating him how much it matters i don't know but it's the kosovo Ser serbia thing was interesting yeah now, granted kosovo and serbia have had issues in the past mm -hmm. kosovo being a creation of the united states basically like I mean, I think they just do sex trafficking out of Kosovo and just like drug trafficking, I'm sure. But when I was looking at the details, I'm like, this is just funny, man. Like, what's the deal here? Is anybody going to bring this up in these churches or something? Why is Trump or uh, Pompeo, the, I guess it's the State Department that um, does these things. 
Why are they saying that Kosovo and Serbia have to make sure that they make homosexuality legal around the world? Why why is this guy doing that? Yeah, I would think that why why is that even something that you would consider being like important in your plea deal in your in your in your peace deal? Like, yeah, you know, the we need to share information every when you share information everything. See, I told you I gotta go. <laughs> see, we to, no, you see, like it's oh yeah, like we gotta make sure there's peace deals and everything. But yeah, make sure we uh we gotta let the, the gay people just prosper too, you know. That like before we really start, you can build an embassy in Jerusalem, we can do all that, but we gotta make sure these gay people can kind of live it up. Like what wh- like wait a minute. <laughs> well, and, and obviously I'm not saying that's a bad thing, obviously. No, 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 no. Of course not. No. But, but, no, no. I'm not saying like they shouldn't be including the deal. That's dope. That's so dope, but but I thought the, the same people that are on his side don't feel like that. <laughs> so it's weird. Like, do, do this, and like I said, on his own team, is there anybody that's ever on his side of the world on those right wing of conservatives, evangelicals? Does anybody ever put some heat on him ever? Be like, hey, man, that was great we did. But yo, I thought we was boys. Why'd you do this for? No one does that. He just gets to do whatever. So you are mindless slaves. Okay, all right, cool. At least you, at least you acknowledged it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I also never heard of Kosovo in my life, but go ahead. Uh, there's some there's some players that you know that play for Kosovo, um, but it's basically they're basically Albanian, but it, it's like a it's, it's a Muslim majority uh, country in like on this. I think it's like South Albania. Oh, I have heard of Kosovo. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah so people read the fine print. Read the fine print. Absolutely. Um, Kosovo's one year older than me, but go ahead. <laughs> That's hilarious. All kind of fresh in these streets, but go ahead. Was that horn really for you, Caesar? No, no. No. Holy no. shit. If Caesar has somebody honking a horn at him, I'm like, damn, you fell off, dog. Yeah, I might have to, I might have to get that. Uh, never mind out the out the garage if that's the case. <laughs> Dig. No one ever. No one better ever honk for me ever in my life. Like that's that's not going down. Not as long as we have cell phone service. You were texting. Yeah, 1994. You could do that. Don't do that in 2020. <laughs> right. That that's just like uh, you're asking for a whole different kind of vibe there. Yeah, um, no, that's not good. No, but are, are there, is there anything else with that? Because I think I have some last points on the idea of like Nobel prizes more broadly, but you ready to go? Let's hear it. Okay. Um, is is it finally time where we can admit the Nobel prize is a fucking joke? Like the whole idea of Nobel prizes and peace, the Nobel prize and economics to shoot in my lane, Nobel prizes and all these other different things. Like I am all for um, rewarding and kind of putting on a pedestal really amazing work in science and economics and all these different fields that we have and like giving those people some praise they don't need it it shouldn't be the most paramount thing but and they don't need to ask for it and they shouldn't be like trying to seek it out but it's a totally acceptable thing i believe to have ex- in existence sure but Clearly, this is just like a political posturing thing. Even when Obama got the peace prize, like, do you even remember what he got the peace prize for? It was like Afghanistan. It was like something about Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposedly for his. (laughs) And they, like. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, especially for his quote, extraordinary efforts to strengthen international diplomacy and cooperation between people. 
heck of a job. I mean, like, I'm not saying like he droned the dog shit out of country. He droned weddings. Like, come on now. I'm not saying like I'm not saying like Donald Trump has like uh, treated the rental car nicely in the past four years, but like it 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 was a beater when he got it. Like there were problems when he got it. Like things were a lot in a number of ways a little bit better as far as the overall health of the society, but to give. You didn't even need all that stuff in 2016. This was awarded him in 2009. He was president for one year. He didn't even bend over for healthcare yet. Like, how did he already get the Nobel Peace Prize? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. That was when some of the crack in the facade kind of came to me as far as Nobel Peace Prizes go. At the tender age of, what, 12 was that for me? <laughs> so, like, you know, um, I've been cynical about Nobel Peace Prizes ever since I was six at minimum. But especially now we're seeing them used as purely political tools. Donald Trump has not promoted peace anywhere. He's brought us to the brink of war in his presidency at least six times. Like, I, I don't, it, it's obviously just a facade. It's all a uh, mirage that is going to be really, I mean, I guess it's a useful talking point for um, an ad or anything like that, or something that he can pivot to when he's faced with the upcoming evictions that are about to happen or the climate issues or anything else that's an actual problem in American society, maybe you can use that to pivot. Sure, God bless him. But um, I think the Nobel Peace Prizes and the Nobel Prizes more broadly are ridiculous. And most awards are ridiculous. There's a place for them, but we should definitely treat all of them with healthy skepticism. That's why I think on um, our respective podcasts, Audio Face and We Made It, we do our own award shows in a really good way. Um, maybe we got to do... Uh, cross episode dual award show for something i don't know that just sounds like more work for yeah. me that sounds like more to put in caesar's schedule and i'm not sure if he's liking that mm. face but bam's bam's face doesn't want to talk to you anymore dan um nobel peace prizes are trash unless i get one yeah 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 i'm only gonna trash one if i i'm gonna keep trashing them until i see one in my mail but also like i i like you i agree with you dan like if it's scientists or research being rewarded for something that they did that, that innovates or changes or helps something in society or people, fine. You want to give them an award. But it already started getting whack when their aim was to get the award. When they were doing things with the purpose of trying to receive the award, that's whack. Like, you, it's these are supposed to be like the, the, the research they're doing is not supposed to be because they're going to receive an award for it. It's supposed to just be based upon the grant money that was funded for it and then, of course, helping people out. So, yeah, you're just that, doing that's already like, like you're that's just already taking. You're doing yeah, the damn thing. Like, you're just going ahead. Sorry. I was just yeah, like, going ahead. I, this is, I no, love Skype. <laughs> I, 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 I uh, think Obama could have gotten the peace, uh, Nobel Peace Prize for the uh, Iran deal. Yep. Like, I thought that was a, I thought that was actually something substantial, which, like, you very rarely see something <laughs> substantial on that level. I don't, I don't. I don't think we should be giving up police prize to Paul for political reasons. To be honest, yes. with you. like I'm not yes. saying like what he did is not good. Just just move away from that in general because the politics already is so messy as it is to be handing out awards on stuff. It's not like it's in, incentivizing other politicians to make good moves in the world too. They're not like, yeah, um, I'm going to make sure and get this deal done, or I'm going to make sure that that, that the Argentina and the, the whole Balkan Island things. I'm going to make sure to work that out well <laughs> because I really want to get this Nobel Peace Prize. That's not that's not what they're doing. So if that's not even what the intent is for, then like it's not it's worthless in general. So let's just move away from it being something that you can parliament can assign to people and then assign to other politicians. Like get that out of here like right now. Yeah. 
I mean, Toni Morrison got a Nobel Prize for Literature. R.I.P. The Legend. So that that, that that's all I got. <laughs> Did Gandhi ever get one? Maybe. Um, Maybe. And that's rough. Trump Trump got two two two, two, two nominations. You should have stepped this game up. Trump got two nominations. Gandhi got a baby. Yeah, I'm not sure if he got the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, Bam has been really fueled by gummies. Uh, speaking of fueled by, we, we, we're coming those are to the end gummies, of. By the way. What? Those are those are edibles, by the way. <laughs> I, you, you know they aren't edibles because of how he treats taking uh, edible gummies like acid. <laughs> yeah, like he's taking a Molly. Why is his tongue out and his eyes rolled back? <laughs> Damn, slow down. Like five right there, goddamn. No, he's just trying to flex now at this point. Um, no, no, we're, we've got an hour it, later. He's just seen seen the devil. Um, that would be a great thing. Maybe once we all have um, Bill Gates's vaccines, we can all get together and do a Joe Rogan style podcast where we just like all do whatever edibles or whatever substances we're allowed to do by FAA regulations and um, just Thank see you. what happens. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll do a Big Brother style. Put 14 cameras in here and we'll just see what happens. Absolutely. We'll Twitch Patreon, stream it. Patreon only, though. Patreon only. Um, That's a great only time fans. to bring OnlyFans. Stop. Do y'all have um anything to promote or talk about whilst we kind of wrap up this part of it? Um, I do. Um, Free Discussion Society is coming back. Why don't you go ahead and yeah. tell everybody Free Discussion is coming back. Make, make that announcement, sir. After you have finished those edibles. Um, FDS Free Discussion Society is coming back on the 17th, Thursday, 7 p.m. Go ahead and uh, if you follow on Instagram, Free Discussion Society, I'll be sending out that link. Um, or email me, Free Discussion Society, or something. Well, I don't know. Email DM him, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, what I mean, we'll, we'll hopefully we'll get Dan in there. I'll just have him muted the whole time and say it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you wanted me to record this episode? <laughs> Yo, if this one doesn't work, y'all, I swear to God, I'm done forever. I swear. <laughs> me too. Um, no, I have every reason to believe that my voice was recorded most of the time. So we should be great. <laughs> he, said, he said my voice for, for legal purposes. <laughs> um, nothing has to be legal if there's no record of it. No, I'm kidding. No. Free Discussion Society is, um, so that's 7 p.m. Pacific, that's 10 p.m. Eastern if you're in another part of the America. And Free Discussion Society is a really interesting forum where um, BAM in some interesting way that's virtual because we no longer have uh, board pieces, but we'll organize out everyone to have an um, equal spot and space of time, usually to talk and give their opinions about a topic. Um, it's structured in a way that is very safe, where people can express opinions that might be a little rough around the edges, but we all kind of come into the space knowing that we want to grow and learn as a, a larger group. So when these were in-person events in the before times, they were actually really things um, I like to enjoy doing on my weekends because I am a weirdo. But we actually got a lot of um, different variety of people to come out. So it'll be interesting. This is the first one that's virtual. Um, I think it'll be a really cool thing to grow and see from there. So make sure you're following at Free Discussion Society on Instagram. So that you get that. That is September 17th. Um, yes. Uh, FreeDiscussionSociety.com. The topic was. Uh, what's the topic? The topic is let's talk about 2020. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Oh, and a- also, this is a link, so people international, if you want to come in too, go ahead. I might, I might shoot this out to my cousin in England real quick, see if we can get some people up in here. Let's go. They don't have internet. Hey, man. We don't have air. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a sunlight. It's been a sunset for four days in a row. My li- it's like Mars. My, my like, se- my, my like semi boomer dad always talks about how like when he was a kid, they didn't really bottle water. Like the the idea of buying bottled water was just like a ridiculous factor or aspect. So I'm pretty sure like by 2025 or 2030. Elon Musk will have like um, a subsector of one of his weird companies that sells you like capsules of fresh air that you can like put in your house or like carry on you just to breathe in. That'll be marked up at like twenty five dollars a canister. Like watch. Oh yeah, he 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 he's already hyped about putting microchips in this, so it's all good. And uh, shout out to Oregon looking like Total Recall. I'm done. Well, they used to have uh, air attacks in uh, China and some restaurants or different places because the air is like so polluted. Like there's yeah. like a tax for like breathing their air inside. Damn, that's the biggest flex of all time. Like you're breathing my air. Like I own this airspace. All right, don't. You're leaving my airspace. Ah, <laughs> uh, we don't. We don't shut this off or what? House flight simulator. Yeah. Dan, Dan's just torturing me, but go ahead. No, no, it's really nice. Uh, that was those free discussion society. Y'all have we made a podcast as well. Make sure to talk about that. No, no, longest, longest, longest outro. We made we made a podcast now on the Twitter. We made a podcast on Twitter. Check us out on Twitter. We're back on Twitter. The comeback is here. Trying to get 10, the twenty five. Trying to get the twenty five followers by June, <laughs> September thirtieth, please. They are starting. We're they are restarting their Twitter. So go and give them some love. At what? What is the handle? Did you get the real handle back? We made it podcast. We made it podcast. Well, lucky y'all, lucky y'all. Uh, Sean and I can be found on Audio Space Pod. And we'll be reviewing music until our heads explode. Thank you very much for listening to this um, portion of Power Report that I did record that does exist. Peace. Bye.